Hey guys, welcome back. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. I'm Chris Bircher. This is episode 115. It's part two of this series about pro-socialism, connectivity, and love. But I'm going to call episode 115, All You Need Is Love. And i got to preface all of this. You really need to watch the first episode if you haven't seen this, because I don't want to go back. and um, I'll do a little bit of summary, but uh, there's a lot of information there that may be pertinent to this one. And really... The, the preceding 114 episodes are all relevant to this because I think I, I just had an experience with a, in a meditation by a guy named Lou Redman that brought all of this together. And at the risk of sounding like a complete flake, I'm going to share it with you because I think it makes sense and I want to get it down uh, and recorded um, for posterity, at least for myself. <laughs> and this whole idea that love is all you need, it, you know, it, mostly my experiences with this as a human being have been it's cheesy and pedantic, and I don't like it. And um, when people say things like that, I feel like they're oversimplifying things. They're, they obviously don't understand the complexities involved, and it just isn't a, an effective tool for me. Um, and I mentioned in the previous episode, ideas like The Secret, I think they're great ideas, but the way that they're delivered, the way that they're executed, the way that they're shared can be so annoyingly uh, wrong in my mind, manipulative um, and snake oily. You know, in religion is the same way and, and, and government is the same way. And a lot of this is the, 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 the people who sort of usurp these concepts and then use them for nefarious or individualistic selfish purposes, either to make money or to convince you to do something, manipulate you, whatever. These things bother me. Now, this is related to my own insecurities and fears. I don't want to be taken advantage of and I find it difficult to trust people based on things that have happened in my past. I need a lot of information in order to feel like I really understand something. When someone, someone comes at me saying they've got a life insurance policy that's going to you know, make my kids safe and that I'm a bad person for doing it, I don't want anything to do with you regardless of whether or not you have a product that might actually help me because you're, you're going into a zone um, that feels phony in the Holden Caulfield kind of, what, what book was that? Um, yeah, uh, not the catcher in the rye. Maybe it was the catcher in the right. Anyway, phony, disingenuous, inauthentic. I don't like that. And many of us are like that. And part of this is related to the way that we go about existing in the world, which I argue today has become almost as if we are completely separate entities. Living, you know, mostly through our rectangles of knowledge. And not with each other. I mean, if you plot this, I would say that this has been happening for, you know, 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 years. I don't know. It's correlated with things like the Industrial Revolution, the Technological Revolution, the uh, influx of political systems like democracy and capitalism. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the population size, a big, a big you know, variable in all of this that could be a causal agent is there's just too many freaking people. And it's the, you know, the way we used to live in small villages was way easier than what it is now. I don't know, but I think like the Beatles said, a big part of this is love. And first of all, let's just say that we don't really understand what love is or what I'm talking about is different from what I think we think love means or is. I came into love thinking that it was, an, you know, a gateway to sex. 
right? If you had the right love, then you were allowed, you had permission to have sex. I know that sounds like Catholic, but I did not grow up religious. I don't know where that came from. I just fundamentally, I felt like in order to have sex, you had to have love. And so that love must, you know, be this thing that's very important. What I felt about love, I guess I got from the media. And so I've fundamentally believe, and this is so embarrassing to say, when I got married, and probably with my first girlfriends, you know, what I was looking for in a relationship was to feel like I had a special, magical kind of love that would take care of everything. And once I found the person with whom I could achieve that magical level of love, whatever that is, we would have no problems. We would get married, we would have kids, and everything would be da-da-da-da-da, happily ever after. I thought that was true. And I honestly thought with my first wife that we had that. And therefore, I could just be me and go through life. And this part was guaranteed because, yay, we found the magical love. And I found out that that wasn't true. And um, meeting my second wife and sort of getting married to her and going through all the things that we have done together for the last 10 years or so uh, has taught me a lot more about what that kind of love is. And we almost need new words for this. And what I'm talking about maybe isn't called love. I, it's, it's, it's the power of connectivity, the great spirit, the great mystery. I don't know what you want to call it. It's the thing, the luminous egg, you know, that Carlos Castaneda talked about, the light and the things we can't see, this this black matter, dark matter, connectivity, this juicy stuff that flows throughout the universe that connects all of us through time and space. I don't know what any of it is because we can't know it, but we, I know, I know it's there. It explains everything. Uh, it's the solution to our problems. Um, and it's very simple. It just simply requires that we change our minds back to the way I assume, believe, and I think there's plenty of evidence to support this, we used to live. That's what I'm calling love. Call it connectivity. Call it whatever you want. I don't know what to call it. We don't have a word for it. I bet you if we could go back and relearn all the languages that have disappeared off the earth, there'd be lots of different words for this, right? And hand gestures. And I think... It was as fundamental as uh, knowing that you needed to breathe in order to live and that you had to eat. I really honestly believe that. Now, what I can, so what is it? You know, all right, we kind of know what it does. And uh, I would also suggest that the lack of doing it well as humans today explains why we're so fucked up uh, in many different ways. And, and, you know, I'm not a doomsayer. I'm not a. Conspiracy theorists, there's lots of great things. Again, I love clean drinking water and the fact that the sewage treatment will deal with all of our poop and I don't have to see it. There's lots of great things that we've done as humans. And I don't necessarily want to go back 10,000 years ago, but I kind of do. I don't want to go back to the world that people tell me existed. I don't want to go live in... Uh, 1700s London with literally a river full of poop um, and cholera and dysentery and death, you know, and plague and filth and even muddy streets. I don't want to do that. No, I like some of the things, but we've paid a hefty price for these things. And I want to, I want my money back. (laughs) I want to go back and renegotiate the deal 
and say, yes, I want these things, but no, I don't want to give up these things to do it, right? I want these things back. And I think that's legit. I think that's how humans evolved. You know, that the, um, 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 Bill Flannery, I think, was the guy's name who uh, is in the, one of the William Offel's books. He was a shoot. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. Um, who found evidence or posited a theory, I mean, we don't know and we'll never know, that when Native Americans first settled in North America and Native Aborigines first settled in Australia and New Zealand, they raped the landscape. But, which we know a lot of us think humans are dumb, we're like aggressive and we're mean and we're evil and we're violent, so of course we're going to go in and kill everything and be like, yay, I killed everything, I'm awesome. But they learned and they went, oh, crap, our behavior that we did and our belief system are not good. We did this incorrectly. What can we do differently? And so when I think about these native indigenous cultures, I think about this magical, again, maybe naively inaccurate and incorrect, just wrong, um, balance that they achieved. And we see it. I just saw the new Avatar movie last night. We see it as a theme in so many things in popular culture. You know, Maybe that's because... We remember somehow the way things actually used to be. And maybe things actually would be better if we lived like that. I believe fundamentally that they would. And I believe fundamentally that we're doing certain things against those philosophies of connectivity and love that are causing all these problems. And one of those is income inequality or just absurd wealth or just the valuing of money and power and status to begin with that we probably did 50,000 years ago, but I think we learned our lessons. And, and my point is that we may be fucking up uh, right and left, but it's okay. <laughs> Isn't that what makes us human? And so we should do those things as a culture too. The things we're not doing now is we're not reassessing those things. We, we're doubling down on them. And so it's getting exponentially worse. And luckily, you know, for the hopeless and the, the cynics out there, I don't feel that way. I'm very optimistic about our future. My problem is just the time it's going to take. Like, I'm not very optimistic that any changes are going to happen in the rest of my life, but I believe that it's going to take care of itself. I just don't want to see it have to get to some threshold of a terribleness where something like war, nuclear war, or whatever, something dramatic and drastic happens to hit reset. You know, we could voluntarily reset these things. I, d I don't think I'm pessimistic. I think I'm pretty optimistic that things are going to work out okay. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. I'm just, I'm impatient. Um, we will figure it out. It's just a matter of what's going to lead to that. Why can't we solve these problems? And it's like I told my buddy Eric, um, my new buddy Eric, we can't, we could easily solve these problems. We could solve a massive amount of problems that we see in America anyway, with just some minor changes to the tax code. Like we don't have to go in. I, I fundamentally believe that we have to go so far upstream that we're going to have to totally revamp government, politics, and economics. And really preceding all those things is our, what we value. Like define these things better. You know, the the systems that we're operating under now, like capitalism and the way and our, our versions of these things are antiquated. They don't work anymore. They need to be, I mean, we've got the internet for God's sakes. These things were designed before where a lot of us had clean water to drink. So it's time to, to redo these things. And, and I don't think it would be very hard. That's my point. Um, but so sort of, sort of going back to the, you know, in therapy early on, somebody asked me a question and it has haunted me and, and fulfilled me 
you know, on a weekly basis throughout my 10, 15 year journey of doing this sort of personal growth stuff or just being an aware human being is, do you love yourself? And where I, where I am sort of today is that, yeah, I think I've always fundamentally loved myself where, where I run into trouble is believing that other people would love me. All right. And this is the, this is the meat of it, of it here with, with the love thing. I'm going to use the word love, but what I mean is this feeling that comes from my abdomen and my heart that I, I feel like is connected to basically the sun um, or some energy. In my moments of clarity with things like uh, internal family systems, therapy work, meditation, even EMDR, eye movement, desensitization um, uh, work, I have found this place and I've found it enough times now that it's consistent and I got to believe that it's real. Either I'm imagining it the same way every time, which is hard to believe for me, knowing myself, or it's a very real thing. I feel like I have some sort of extrasensory, and and I also believe we all do, to sort of feel this energy. And again, I feel like an asshole for even using terms like this and talking about this stuff, but I can't deny that it's real. And I just, again, had this feeling about an hour ago that this is the love and slash connectivity that we're missing that we probably used to feel all the time. And it was our intuition, it was our sixth sense, it was a a part of our daily lives that we used to get through the world, and it was very powerful. And it kept us from doing stupid shit, like hurting each other, and um, and it helped us communicate our needs, and, and sort of we cared about each other. And it does is related to compassion and caring and love and these other things that we associate with the term love, but it, but it's also sort of like a survival mechanism, right? It's a deep-seated evolutionary thing that probably fish and insects and birds all have. I believe this. This is where, this is what's been driving all of my work. And, and I feel like I have enough evidence now to sort of say this. And, and it seems very obvious to me that the lack of it or the ignoring of that and the close to loss of that is going to cause our extinction. It's going to be the thing where it's like we made a evolutionarily poor choice. What was making us fit in an environment for 300,000 years is, was related to this power. This, this is our consciousness. This is the thing that... Well, it doesn't, this isn't what separates us from the primates. It, it's what makes us life. It's what makes us belong. It's our spirit. I, I, don't, I don't have a word for it, but it's very real. And the lack of it is what's causing all these problems. And so all we really have to do is rediscover that. And, and for me personally, growing up, feeling like an outcast, feeling other than, and this self-love idea that I love myself, I think I'm cool, but why do I feel this resistance when I go into the outer world? And I know you know what this feels like, and I think there's billions of people out there that suffer from the same malady, and figuring this out is the answer to why you smoke, why you overeat, why you're a sex addict, why you gamble, why you can't do this, why you're angry all the time, why you're depressed, why you're anxious, why people kill themselves. It's all right here. It's because the love, the connectivity that you need to move from I love myself to I understand that 
other people love me to we all love each other is missing. Because we were all born in the last couple hundred years and the occurrence of this real connectivity love thing has been diminishing with each generation and sort of almost being bred out of our species. Because of that, when we encounter other humans, we don't feel it. And even though we may feel it inside, we may know it. When we don't receive the recognition, the mirroring from another human being that they acknowledge the same thing, you know, almost like the Christians where you draw the half a fish line in the sand and the other human draws the other, and you go, oh, yeah, okay, we're both Christians. It's cool. That, that whatever that is, whatever that ancestral thing that we did was, that understanding, that just knowing, it's gone or it's very rare. And so when you don't see that, you retreat and you go, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Da, 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 da. And I was fundamentally feel this and I felt this in the meditation. I felt this before that I, this is, I can't even say it out loud. I love you. I love everybody. I love the rocks and the trees. And I feel, and what I mean by that is I feel part of it. And as much as, you know, I, I had, that's my mandolin case and my guitar and my child's art, all of it, I feel like I belong there. And I feel like it's so obvious that I don't really have to do anything about it except behave that, the way that I feel like I want to behave and the way that I feel like I want others to behave like. Just a sensibility that we all matter the same amount. That's it. My problem started when I went out into the world and encountered another human being, and they didn't know that. They didn't feel that. And as a result, I felt very vulnerable. I am afraid to interact with this person. I need to retreat. Uh, and that served to disconnect me. And so think about that. At some point, we all started doing it. And the lack of feeling a connection exacerbated the disconnection. Now, some people were like, screw you, I don't care. I'm going to step over whoever I have to step on to work up the corporate ladder to make a buck or whatever. Now, some people were just selfish. But a lot of people were just afraid. And, I, and all of that, I think, started fundamentally, primordially, that we're when some of us, when we just stopped understanding that, when we weren't taught it, when we didn't, we weren't born into cultures that were stable enough or comfortable enough or loving enough or connected enough to know that that's what we need to teach our children. If we didn't learn it, but the cool thing is, I think there's a ton of us out there and I see it, I see it in Jim Cameron's work and Avatar and whatever else, we all know this. I fundamentally believe that this is a fundamental part of being, of existing. And we can get back to it. And we can solve uh, all of our problems 
It's hope, right? And this is what I was getting at with that idea that it isn't hard to change. All we have to do is what's natural, right? It's almost like it's almost like we've been trying to hold our breath. And all we have to do is breathe. Something that we do involuntarily, something that is so incredibly natural in the most basic sense of what is nature. We don't have to learn anything. We don't have to do anything. It's almost the ultimate not doing. And I don't know what to do with it, except to feel it. Because feeling it makes it seem real. And feeling it makes all of what I consider to be my problems less so. And, and I wish, and maybe I can learn to do this, and maybe you can learn to do this, when I have an interaction with someone, I'm going to remember that they might not be as ready or as connected or as aware or as whatever as I am. But maybe I can do something or feel something or not do something (laughs) that will help facilitate the energy flow or the love between us. And what would that world look like if we all woke up tomorrow and said, I'm just going to be a little more trusting. I'm Chris Bircher. This has been episode 115, Love is All You Need. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. I'll see you next week. Take it easy.